1: To fright night. She just goes a little mad sometimes.
2: Wolfman's nards!
1: They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. They're all gonna you. you listening to the jersey call. Cool.
0: Hey everybody! What's up? Hello, and welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls.
1: Tonight we're talking about the Creepshow movies, which are a uh, tribute to the you know the EC com—is it EG or EC? EC, E-C Comics, E-C, yeah. like Tales from the Crypt, Vault of Horror. All of those. There was there was a big there was a big era where they were incredibly scandalous and they were a big deal in horror back then. When, when most of the horror movies were very bland and, like, without any violence. And these were all about, like, dirty, philanderous people and people, like, secretly plotting people's murders and stuff. And it was very it was very dirty and tawdry and it was not not of the time. And, and I guess these guys, like George Romero and Tom Savini and Toby Stephen Burden. King, all grew up with this stuff and they wanted to, you know, just kind of shed light on it. Because, honestly, I wouldn't know about this stuff if it wasn't for this, and we probably wouldn't have had a Tales from the Crypt TV show if it wasn't for these movies, I think.
2: Yeah, you make a good point. I mean, I grew up with a really strong like love affair with the EC Comics, just being a comic fan, um, so it was really, like, this always felt like it went so perfectly with all of that, and yeah, you're right. I mean, they, this, I feel like, is, is the ultimate love song to those vault, Tales from the Vault, and Tales from the Witch, mm-hmm. and all those that yeah. were, like, Even when we were growing up, like, it was scandalous to have those in my collection. Like, I would hide them at the bottom of my collection because I didn't want my parents to find them, like, because they were, like, they were naughty. They were
1: naughty. I was kind of scared of them, honestly, because, like, there was something about, like, when you're a kid, like, certain things were, like, always a certain way. Like, cartoons, comic books were always a certain way. And it wasn't until, like, the late 80s where that shit started changing up hardcore. And they're like, you know what? Let's get crazy violent. Let's Mm -hmm. have sexual situations in comic books. And, like, there's a whole big scandal with that stuff.
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think it really kind of formed our, like... Like, for me, comics and, like, the way it evolved definitely was part of my personal evolution and understanding of, like, sex guns and rock and roll and violence and shit, you know? And uh, I dig it. And I have to admit, as a kid, A, I didn't realize this movie was meant to be funny and ironic, and B, it scared the shit out of me.
1: Oh, man. As a kid, Creepshow 2 was one of the first horror movies I ever saw. So, first boobies, sweet. Nice. Sweet. Sweet. Those were some good boobies. Unfortunate situation, but the boobies were... Were like top quality boobies. I was, I was all about them. Yeah. I was like, whoa! Grade
2: A triangle shagging. That's they right.
1: They were good. They were good. But like the fact that they had this cartoon wraparound story with like horror elements in the cartoon that fucked me up more than anything mm-hmm. in this movie. I think.
2: Same in both. What scared me the most was. The beginning with that skeleton that the kid like sends to get revenge, mm-hmm. and yeah. then in the second one, Tom Savini as the creeper scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I think that I like. I always felt like comics and like cartoons were like a safe place because I knew what horror <laughs> movies were when I was a kid. And I kind of dipped my toes a little bit, but I didn't watch anything too crazy. I think Labyrinth was even too scary for me at the beginning <laughs> of Labyrinth.
0: Yeah,
1: um, it's so and weird. certain parts, certain parts of that movie with the with the really grotesque puppets. But I'm not gonna get into that. But like comics <gasps> yeah, and I cartoons, comics and cartoons, and like video games and stuff were always kind of like cleaned of that stuff because they're yeah. like it's for a younger audience. You can't fuck with that because we're gonna mess up a bunch of kids. So like seeing something was like no. No, we'll do with the with the hell we want. Adults can read comics with with horror and and lewdness and stuff in it.
2: Well, I think that's a, a like really strong point. Is who the fuck were these comics for? Because like every character is so morally ambiguous and just dirty and bad. Like there's so few actual good. Like there's no heroes in these stories mm-hmm. to me. And I always found that really disturbing as a kid because it's like were these comics made for kids? I Because that's who read them, you know? But, like, because they were horror and kids love horror. But, like, man, they messed with my head. So there were so many of those EC stories that I would always just be like, but but I guess it's okay because they were all just shit, like, bad people. Like, it just messed up my moral compass yeah. so bad and probably explains a lot about me as an adult.
1: Yeah, everyone's, <laughs> everyone's pretty terrible in these stories. And the-,
2: the Creepshow movies, I think, very much keep that trope alive, which I love, like, the yeah. ambiguity of it all, mm-hmm. you know? So you want to dive in to yep, creep
0: show let's, one we'll, we'll start at the beginning with the original creep show from 1982.
1: Where's my cane jacket? Jesus Christ, that came out nineteen eighty-two. 1982. 1982. No, well let's God not
0: forget, because I, I I would be remiss in my duty if I didn't <laughs> duty. Duty. I would be remiss in my duty if I didn't mention that the wraparound story for the original creep show, Tom Atkins.
1: Tom Atkins! <laughs> Tom first,
0: Atkins First
1: note, Tom Atkins. Sans, he's piece of shit stepdad. Let's mm-hmm.
0: go. I've got Tom Atkins, sans mustache.
1: <laughs> hey, it yeah. works for him.
0: It does. He's, he's hey, pe-
1: th- he can do whatever he wants. He can. He is Tom Atkins. Give me a sexy but I want. Yeah, I, need,
0: I really need the mustache. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty sure that the kid in the rap story during the original creep show has like some kind of multiple personality disorder. I wrote down because he like he's yelling him. at him. And the kid's like, I'm sorry, daddy. I hope you rot in hell. Like, he's, like, bouncing back and forth across all these different emotions so fucking insane
2: Totally normative. Just, I'm here to say that my kids will absolutely be like, bitch, go to hell. But then when they realize, they're like, and if I'm like, oh, well, no dessert, they'll be like, but mommy, we love you, I'm so sorry. <laughs> at, at this point, I don't care which one is the real personality, as long as they don't murder me in my sleep. Yeah. But ah, um, yeah, all kids have personality disorders. I would argue. That's Jesus fair. Christ, <laughs> I'm never
1: having kids. Yeah, I'm happy. Never ever. Just happy chop it off. Gone. Chop it all off. I don't yeah, need yeah, it until you.
2: a leprechaun comes out of it. <laughs> well,
1: that's how I'm going to get rid of it. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy your new leprechaun, because I'll be dead at that point.
2: <laughs> well, I'll make jokes over your body. So. Thank you. Thank
1: you. But I wait, appreciate which it.
2: Which one
0: of us is going to pee on me? <laughs> or no? May, no. May wait, Sort of pee on something, good, yeah. that's right. Okay, so we don't have to pee on Nate.
2: No. unless a jellyfish stings you. Then we'll pee on you. Thanks, guys. You're welcome. Thank and then you. that goes back to the whole aim problem we had. That's democracy. right. We oh, yeah. can't
1: can't talk about the last episode sorry, too much. I'm Let's sorry. go. Let's keep on track. <laughs> okay. We'll try. So yes,
0: and the creep show skeleton. Even so though, scary. Even it's so though good. It, it looks, like, I looked at it at first, and I'm like, you know, that's like a Halloween adventure, spirit Halloween fucking prop, but then you're looking at it, and then like, there's kind of like that blue light that glows, mm-hmm. and then it points, and
2: I was like, you know what? I'd wet myself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, <laughs> I wet myself when I was a kid, and I wet myself two nights ago when I watched
1: it. I still think that that skeleton is kind of terrifying. It has eyeballs. Yes.
0: That's, you know what, that's what it is. It's, it's the, the eyeballs. eyeballs. It's why uh, Evil Dead 2 is one of the scariest VHS mm-hmm. covers, is when you you put regular eyeballs oh in a my skeleton. God, that's
2: it. You fuck, guys. That.
0: fuck that. that. holy
2: crap! That just saved me like ten years of therapy. You're right. <laughs> it was uh, the eyeballs. It's the it's eyeballs. Awesome. Oh god, that scene scared. And with the like lightning flashing behind yeah. it. Oh, it scared it me, me so bad. All when the when best I was a kid.
1: horror movie covers have some eyeball situation going on. Yeah. Like like dolls. That, oh yeah, the when cover she's, for holding dolls oh, where she's holding she's the holding eyeballs. She's holding the eyeballs. No, I'm scared. Yep. I'm gonna watch
2: that movie. Yeah. I've never seen that movie either, and I don't intend to. <laughs> Oh, so, uh, so the first story is Father's Day. Yeah, Father's Day. Father's Day. Which... Where we have a delightful, yeah. really not bald Ed Harris.
1: Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> Can we talk about dancing Ed Harris? Because I fucking love it. <laughs> Woo! I feel, like, I gotta I feel like that is the best dancing scene in Jersey Ghoul's history because it feels so <laughs> real. I know it's dated dancing, but I feel like that's how people actually danced back then. Dated
2: dancing, motherfucker! That is how I dance. <laughs> I'm <just> well,
1: <laughs> listen, I would dance with you if you danced like that because I'm into it. Like those guys look like a fun fucking couple, and right? I would be yeah. friends with them. It's too bad they're both dead.
2: Me too. They were so fun. They didn't. Okay, I don't think they deserve to die. She maybe did, but he didn't. Ed no. Harris
0: was total collateral was a, damage. I don't I even...
1: Agree. I Well, let's see. I don't know if either of them died, honestly. Well, Ed Harris totally died because he got <laughs> yeah. the gravestone pushed on... Well, it fell on his face well, somehow.
0: that's his own damn fault because he saw that thing about he the stared at for like, for like 45 like seconds.
1: I think he was scared if he moved it would fall, but it was clearly still edging like forward and falling on him. Oh, so and he, he also just, had
0: that chick's dead body right next to yeah, him. Yeah, so he
1: was already kind of bugged out. But I'm not sure that the... Because what are they like? Oh, the, the brother the, and sister, the at children the end, like, of the people that they killed just get him.
0: Scared. Yeah, I don't think she died.
1: I don't know if they died. I don't know if the two bratty, like the end, trust fund kids died. Oh, yeah, and then he's
0: got like the head. Yeah, on the like plate. grandpa like, or whatever came in.
1: He just wanted his cake and he wanted revenge against his siblings yeah, that it's murdered him. we
0: shitty. Is Father's Day cake a thing? Like I, I don't know. Like you know, you have cake on your birthday, but like is Father's Day cake a thing? Like. Do I get you a Fudgy the Whale because it's Father's Day? Like I, I mean, I
2: definitely eat cake on Mother's Day, but I also find any excuse to eat cake. Maybe <laughs> the
0: cake!
2: <laughs> Out of the way, cake. I need cake. <laughs> that's like it's real talk. In like ten years, that's gonna be me with the girls. I'm gonna be like, "Where's my cake? Where's my cake? I mean, you little <laughs> bitch! You dirty bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> oh, to be fair, he was an asshole. Like he it was pisses me off that he gets to come back and kill everybody because he was an asshole
1: yeah well but you know what
0: though if you're screaming for cake and at the end that's not cake on a plate that's somebody's head Mm -hmm. you can't eat that that's not good you can't put a little fucking Duncan Hines on that and call it cake just
1: well here's the thing I think that he was like senile and all dementia up and shit and that's (laughs) why he was screaming about cake I think that's what the situation was because I, I can relate. I can relate to this situation, you know, trying to do something nice for a loved one, and they're not all the way there, and you're like, "Fucking, I'll fucking poison your fucking cake." You keep fucking yelling at me. It's you don't really want to do it. You're not going to the deal. your fucking ashtray smash anybody, but you think it sometimes. Did you guys you notice, notice the ashtray sometimes? in yes. all the
2: other vignettes? I yes. saw it in, um, in. I well, no, I only saw it in, and in and in uh, The Hitcher, right?
1: Is it really? Yeah. I saw,
2: uh, the only
0: other place... I only saw it twice. I looked for it after I noticed it. Uh, and something to tie it over.
2: Leslie That's right. Nielsen it has the and, mm-hmm. and in the bedroom at the beginning of the Hitcher, there, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the Asher. The, the, the crate, I don't think it is. I didn't yeah. see it, but... Yeah. Uh, also... Uh, if I bonk you on the head with an ashtray, do you die right away?
1: If it's a marble ashtray yeah, and you bring heavy. that shit down fast yeah. enough, right. Oh yeah. That that's, a, that's a bludgeon to the head. Especially an old man's brittle skull, mm. boom, done. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, easy.
2: I think Dude, so. and I feel, I'm gonna go on record as saying that I feel really bad for Belinda. Because, like, she's got this fucked up abusive father, right? Or yeah. sibling. Yeah. Father. No, that's Bedelia's yeah. father. Yeah, that's her father. And he's like a dick. And and she fucking loses her shit and kills him. And you can tell that since then, her life has been shit. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, it, she had her fucking love of her life. Like, law. you know, all this other fucked up shit happened. And then she just gets killed by the dad at the end. Yep. It's such a fucked up story,
1: man. All like, these stories like, are like that, though. Yeah. You like, there's, there's no, no happy ending. There's Sarah. no feel good tales from the Crypt vault <laughs> <in Baltimore> of <laughs> yeah. horror story very that true. has ever happened.
0: Uh I beg to differ slightly, and I'll get to that when we get to that story with my theory. Okay, okay. I have. A, I felt
2: very Marissa because I have Ooh. my theory. I did yeah. some research. <laughs> so,
1: any, so let's let's fast forward yeah. to this
2: next one.
1: Um, uh. The old man comes back to life and 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 he gets his Father's Day cake and yeah. it's very and it's, it's so very it's so very like they have close-ups of people's faces with like bright right bright, light, bright red lights that, yeah. behind them and they're like oh <laughs> their jowls are all slobbering yeah. all over it's amazing I love the style of this movie yeah. so the much
0: transition yeah. when it goes from real to life the com- to yes the to the comics. Yeah.
1: They're perfect. Me they look too. so good. I, love it. I, love I think it. I think that they definitely use the comic books as storyboards for these movies or for these segments. I, yeah, I oh, agree. Yeah. I feel like I need I would need to like dig through all these comics and try and find these. I don't know if all of them are actual EC Comics stories, but I think a lot of them are.
2: Yeah. Well, I think At Stephen King the, wrote a few of them too.
1: And the second one he did. I'm not sure about the first one. The second mm-hmm. one, that the middle story is definitely An um, com- yeah. something. No, it's something from Skeleton Crew.
2: In the second one.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: The, um, the lonesome death of...
1: No, no, no. no That's the first uh, one. Oh, you second,
0: mean like the, the second rapt. one as in the second yeah. movie. Yes. Oh, I thought you meant the second. Uh, no, no, no.
1: The okay. second... Oh, all right. So second let's move Creep on. Show. Let's move on to... Because we're talking about Stephen King. Let's move on to the Stephen King segment of Creepshow. This is like Stephen King's time to shine as an actor. <laughs> and he plays a goofy hillbilly... Yep. ...who finds Old a meteor... A meteor... Yeah. In his lawn and touches it and starts growing grass all over his body, and oh. and it's just it's. It's I hilarious, feel, yeah. And I feel super bad uh, no. because he's so poor. He doesn't like think of like going to a doctor. He's like he thinks fifty bucks or is two or two hundred bucks for a meteor oh, is a lot it's of so money. Sad, that part. Oh, this guy is screwed. But like, this is just like he just signs his death warrant by fucking with this meteor. And then he just, it's just about his anxiety and insecurity for the rest of the segment until he finally eats shit and blows his head off.
0: Yeah, I said that this one actually, you know, for as funny as, as Stephen King is being, he's kind of like that podunk, like, oh, Jordy, you really done mm-hmm. it to yourself this time. At the same time, though, I think that this story does play on some real fears. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's got, like, he's, he's hes isolated. He's completely isolated. He lives in the middle of nowhere you know, like you said, like he he thinks two hundred dollars is gonna, you know, like make him rich for the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. He gets scared, and he starts talking to his dead father, and then listens to his dead father yep. because he thinks, like, oh, you know, I've got this, you know green stuff on my fingers well they're gonna amputate it and i'm scared like to me like there's just so much psychologically going on like this one kind of like yeah this one broke my heart i understood this one a
1: lot because it played
0: on some real fears because
1: people people have these fears i mean you're not gonna have grass growing on your body but like i can't count the number of times that like some stupid cold or something has made me feel like i am a lot sicker than i actually am and, like, just having all these, like, delusions of grandeur, like, oh, like, you're just gonna wake up tomorrow and be covered in tumors or something, you know? It might be because of this goddamn movie, honestly.
0: <laughs> this is, this is where WebMD got their start. Oh, Jesus
1: Christ, yeah. But no, like, I can't even imagine if he had WebMD. He probably shot himself in the first <laughs> but two minutes.
0: if you, minutes. if you think about, I like, honestly, people with, you know, uh, diagnosed mental illnesses that have the delusions of, Like, there are bugs crawling all over me. Or, you know, I've got grass growing all over me. And then he gets to the point where he has accepted his fate and is suicidal and blows his head off. Yeah, like, to me, this one, like, kind of very playfully... Touched on some like actual really fucked up things,
1: yeah. It did, like, it's no, be-
2: not me. I thought it was funny.
1: Oh, <laughs> what
2: does that mean, I guess so that
1: just says, scumbag. The, says yeah. the grad school almost it, counselor. It is, it is, it is pretty great. And he thinks that drinking a big screwdriver yes! is gonna when fucking kill the planch the in his body. He's like, This is gonna get you. I'm gonna take a be, bunch of fucking orange juice. Yeah, my
2: husband would just yeah. start drinking profusely. <laughs> um, I will admit that the idea of things growing, us, like Nate, I think you speak to something really real, an idea that like when someone Something is wrong with us. We so fucking persevered. We think it's so mm-hmm. much worse. I also loved all the little odes to Stephen King, like, at the end where it said Castle Rock and, like, the mm-hmm. green was heading that way. Like, I like that it's very, like, plague-like at the end where you're like, the whole fucking earth is going to be covered in this shit. And at the end, the little announcer's like, it's a, gre- it's a great day to be green. And, like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just yeah. thought it was so fucking clever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And- Like, because I watched this, I made my husband watch this with me, and he was like, God, good thing Stephen King sticks to writing. But I actually think he did a great job with it.
1: I thought that this character was perfectly, like, good. Mm -hmm. It it works really well for this segment, Mm because it balances. Because if it was just, like play completely straight it would be so depressing to watch this it would
2: it would yeah. be really but they
1: kind of the he kind of balances it buddies. with his goofy hillbilly character but
2: that's i mean ec always had those jokes like it always relieved the horror with really goofy shit yep. you know what i mean yeah. like that's mm-hmm. what i i feel like always like i think those comics without that dark humor would have been too much for me as a kid yeah i think it was the humor that made it okay like i was so horrified but i was laughing so it was okay
1: I love these movies. Yeah, yeah. me too. All right. All, right. All
2: right, that's a good so, one.
1: Though, so, that's great a, great. a good segment. What's it the, next one? the
0: next one? Definitely makes me itch The next one, something to tide you over. Oh,
1: man. Leslie Nielsen and Ted <gasps> Danson. Fucking
0: Teddy D.
2: This coming is Teddy in strong. strong, young, and good looking. Dude, this one to me is the mic drop of this movie.
1: It is. Yeah. It's real good. It's so yeah. good. It's real good. And if
2: I could just George Romero geek out for a minute, like, his directorial style really shines in this one. Because if you look at, like, Dawn of the Dead and Night of the Living Dead, the way, like, he loves to, like, jump between the different shots and, like, when the, all the different camera angles and the shadows that we see but the characters don't, like, this one to me is where it's quintessential Romero that brings the tension to it. Mm-hmm. And it just because I know I'll never get it again, it makes me so happy. Because, like, yeah. when people shit on Romero I'm always like if you go back and watch his movies there is a lot of brilliance and a very auteur style there that people steal all the fucking time mm-hmm. and I always say that about like the paranormal activity movies and all these fucking found a lot of these people have a lot to owe to Romero's style and this particular segment really shows how he did. oh wow, it's so good yeah, when yeah. he's
1: watching all of the all of the tvs yeah. And like, just like they the just joke. start popping off mm-hmm. and stuff. There's so many good sections. The just like just seeing someone buried up to their neck oh. with water washing in mm-hmm. gives me so much anxiety. Me too. It yeah. doesn't even matter that they're not in any danger what at a all. I up can't way to die. I can't imagine a situation where that's not dangerous.
2: Yeah, what a f like up even, way to die.
1: even if it's just for a movie, I'm like, How is Ted Danson not dead? How did he not drown? <laughs>
2: And Leslie Nielsen plays this movie so well because he's so good at being so fucking creepy mm-hmm. while still being so fucking adorable and lovable. Like I don't know how I, he does and I those don't
0: things. I honestly like I know he has a, a very or had a very long and storied wonderful career mm-hmm. but the Leslie Nielsen that I know mm-hmm. is Naked Gun yep and yep, like I don't know a not funny Leslie Nielsen yeah, so exactly. to see him in this I'm like oh honey. Put the gun down. It's not, like um, it, it gets, it's it's yeah. to me. It's so weird to it's see it's him jarring. not yeah. being slapstick. But Jackie, when, I
1: think you'd be yeah. surprised at how many movies he's the villain. Well, I'm in. sure.
0: So I think you said that before. Like yeah. and that like really does blow my mind because yeah, I you know, Airplane, Naked Gun, Dracula, mm-hmm. Dead, and Loving it. Like yep. I know my very goofy Leslie Nielsen. So to see him like you know be the bad guy, that to me that's unsettling in itself because I don't know that side of him.
1: I think that. When he was younger, he never looked younger, but I think, like, (laughs) this era is when he was doing all his bad guys, and I think he, like in the, the autumn years of his life, I think he wanted to, like, lighten it up a bit. Yeah. And not be, like, a terrible, like woman, be- like, woman beater and all this shit. Like, he wouldn't, he didn't want to do that anymore. He'd done that enough times. He just wanted to be a goofy, clueless old man punching the president yeah. in the face. That's all he wanted to do. And he,
2: like, very much, like, in this movie, plays both sides so well. Like, there are moments where he's so scary and then like the moment where it's like kind of like dancing or like make a joke. Like it's just so mm-hmm. beautifully played. So good. The line between horror and comedy in this one is so perfect. And I love, I got to give them props because they managed to make me che- somehow like dancing and the chick as being like cheaters Yeah. in spite of myself. Cause I'm usually like, fuck you cheaters. But like I kind of root for them and I feel bad. And like when she's drowning, she calls out Harry's name and all that. Like mm-hmm. there's something a little sweet about it. And, having to watch pers- the person you, like, madly love, like, drowned to death, that's so fucked up, you know?
1: Yeah. And,
2: yeah. like, but then again, it turns again, and at the end, the tension when he's walking through the house gets me every time. It's just a really well-done
1: segment. Can I just point out that the spooky music in this section is just minor key camp town races? <laughs> it is not! <laughs> it totally is, go listen to it. <laughs> that's hysterical. It's, it's just camp town races in a minor key... With, like, some creepy, like, like pad strings underneath <laughs> of it, and it's, I'm like, this is spooky, but it's, at the same time, it's fucking camp town races. I'm
2: devastated that they didn't call Goblin in for that one, that's oh, all I'm man. gonna say. Oh. Um, yeah, no, it's, br- I think this segment is the most brilliant of
1: the whole it's movie. It's super good. Yeah, yeah. I like the crate a lot, too, so let's talk about the crate. Let's talk Yay!
0: about the crate. the crate. With, uh... A- Adrian Adrian Barbeau. 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 Thank you.
1: I don't know any of the other actors, but I think that the yeah, the two, two older gentlemen in this I were recognized. in some were in some things, and yeah. I probably should know them. But
0: I recognize the guy who played Henry, but I don't know what I know him from. But I also know that like I know him again with a mustache. We're going back to the mustache again. <laughs> but I know Henry with a mustache and something.
1: Henry with a mustache. Yeah.
0: So so are you ready? Are you ready for my theory? This yeah, this is the Henry. one where I have my theory. Let's talk. So Henry. Is married to Adrian Barbo
1: mm-hmm. who
0: plays Billy. Billy.
1: Billy, call me Billy. Call Everyone me Billy. else does. She's
0: like the biggest, loudmouth, like oh, I tell it like it is, douchebag. So they're married. Um, I
1: kind of like Billy. I yeah. think
0: I think Henry's <laughs> gay. I think Henry's gay, and Henry is in love with Dex. And if you look at the way that Henry looks at Dex mm-hmm. throughout the party in the beginning. I think it's like kind of a very longing look. Yeah. Obviously he hates his wife and they just mm-hmm. show how obnoxious she is and then skip to the end he almost he he blackmails him into weekly date. Two twice a, twice a week dates cuz yeah. he's like yeah, it's he's true. like well you're not going to say anything he's like no I'm not going to say anything he's like good so you'll be here twice a week for chess. All he wants to do is hang out with Henry. Mm-hmm. Or uh, I mean Henry only wants to he just wants to hang out with Dex, Dex. and he basically blackmails him into twice a week chess dates with with Dex. So I think Henry, I, I think this is some sort of allegory, and, and Henry is in love with Dex.
2: Ooh, I like yeah. that a lot. I like that theory. That's yeah. a good theory. Yeah.
1: Can I we like just, that a lot. Can we talk about him imagining killing his wife? <laughs> so the first time he does it, like, you don't know what's <laughs> happening. He's just like, hey, Billy. And she's like, what? <laughs> and she turns around, and he pulls out this dirty, hairy fucking pistol, shoots her square in the forehead. Everyone around the party who's been disturbed by how obnoxious this lady is just starts golf clapping, like, an Excellent shot, Henry. Wow. Right in the face. I love it so much. It, it cracks my shit up.
2: Guys, real talk. I often worry that that's me.
1: No, no, that's not you. (laughs) That
2: like Matt fantasizes about killing me, and in his fantasy, all of you would be like, "Thank fucking god, God, finally!" So that seems hit like those hit a little too close to home for me. Oh my god!
1: (laughs) No, I feel bad for her too because it doesn't seem like like she's annoyed by his friends. But if Jackie's theory is correct, maybe she just senses that something is going on there, and she's like, "Get the fuck out of here before I get home." Yeah, because she doesn't. I don't think she really asks. I don't think she's really like that annoying. Unlikeable. She's like, put your dishes away. Don't leave your dishes in the sink to soak, which is a normal that's thing. Fair. I yeah. think she doesn't do anything that's yeah. too offensive over the course of this segment. I agree. She's, and I she's like loud just, and she's just loud.
2: But I feel like again, it plays to the trope of well, a girl shouldn't be too loud and obnoxious, you know? Like a guy who's loud and obnoxious is the life of the party. A girl who's loud and obnoxious needs to get shot in the head. Like it's yeah. an interesting trope. Listen, like, to I'm just about.
1: saying. I would give Adrienne Barbeau a run if I was alive during that time. I know she's as old as my father is now. <laughs> she's not that old. Yes, she is. She's doing a podcast. She's in her 70s. She's, she's
0: old people can't do podcasts?
1: She's in I her 70s. Her just- she's, she's a couple years younger than my father, but she's in her 70s, dude. Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You.
1: She was born in like no, 1945 or something. I'm not yeah. even joking.
0: Well, I don't think we can talk about this without talking about what's in the crate. (laughs) Yeah, let's
1: talk about the actual crate. This shit used to scare me so (laughs) much when I was a kid. This was the segment in this movie that scared me the most. Because there's so many long, drawn out, tense sequences where someone's getting really fucking close to that box. And you know that crazy gorilla yeti monster is in there and it's going to fucking bite someone's neck out. I didn't like it. This is something that still like kind of bugs me out about this movie. <laughs> Though
0: I think, to me, one of the scariest scenes is when it's just kind of like soft-focused around the... It's just the the Yeti's eyes eyes peering out of the crack of the box, Mm -hmm. and you just see these, like, yellow eyes, Mm -hmm. and that's it. That, agreed, is one of
2: the scariest.
0: Mm -hmm. You know
2: what's funny? Whenever I go on Expedition Everest in Disney, where the Yeti's waiting at the top, this is such an embarrassing truth, but I always close my eyes, and I don't want to see the monster, because it reminds me of this movie. Ah! (laughs) So, like, I go on this adorable Disney roller coaster where there's, like, an animatronic Yeti, and I'm always like... No, I <laughs> just I don't want to see it. It's not great. today. Thank- not today. Not today. Get <laughs> back in your crate, motherfucker. Like it really creeps me out. So I'm with you. I don't like Yeti. So.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I think this is the scariest sequence of this yeah. entire movie. Really? Yeah, I think uh, so. I don't know. I think that the other sequences are really well made and good mm-hmm. horror, but I think this is the actual like, like the, the most yeah. tense, scariest part of this movie is this sequence. And it's funny because a lot of the actual like. Uh, segment is not scary and it's just people at a party mm-hmm. or like just talking about boring life shit. But then once they shift to once you know that fucking box is there mm-hmm. and they start messing with the box, that's when it starts like really ramping up.
2: It does, they do a good job, of and the it's, it's so bloody. There's mm. so much blood yes. in this one, yeah. Yeah, it's a very like old school Romero blood fest at the end there. I love it, yeah, and so, like a very typical Savini style. Like, oh mm-hmm. man,
1: that's so good! Oh, I love, I love it, it. yeah.
0: All right, so we'll move on, to the, move on to the last, two? oh, the last yeah. one, uh, the last one in this movie is they're creeping up on you. Oh man! And if uh, you've got any bug fears, ugh. turn this one off. Uh,
2: yeah,
1: I... Here's your social commentary, guys. Yeah. yeah. This is this is it. This is yeah, the big social yeah, commentary yeah, totally. one of this movie about classism and stuff. Oh man! First off, whoa,
0: 1982 technology. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know what? I was really impressed. Um, during the Leslie Nielsen section, that he had that whole TV set up, like the yeah, cameras, yeah. like with, I don't know how he was transmitting that signal. If this is like a I private can't. beach, like behind his house, or what the deal was. Yeah. But but man, he had it all set up. Yeah. Anyways, let's talk about let's talk about crazy computers.
0: Crazy computers and bugs and people with OCD.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like everything this, was, this one's the one that really. So yeah. Like I, when you talk about mental health and like. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: It's just it's so sterile. Just like the, the, the whole environment. Like, he's got white gloves on, and everything is just white and clean, and there's hardly anything there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just his computer equipment and nothing else, and everything is just that sterile is the only word that kept coming to.
1: He's got vacuum trash. He's he he got a vacuum trash system, so whenever you see an insect in this room, it is super obvious. It is very disturbing. You start getting the itchies. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh huh. That's my getting... note. Now yes. I'm itchy.
1: <laughs> you start getting the itchies yes. during this segment because it's you can't like hide a roach in this environment. It's so bright. It's so white. Every single insect in this segment is super obvious. And even if the character doesn't see it, you'll see it. And you'll imagine it's running over the back of your neck.
2: I'm not a fan, you guys. Full disclosure. (laughs) I don't like movie. I don't like buggies. Um, When we were in Disney, because Florida has some fucking fucked up bugs. I'm going to just say that off the bat. And I had to keep my door propped the entire time because I was a chaperone. And literally this ginormous motherfucking bug was in my bed. And I did not want to sleep in that bag for the rest of the trip. And because I just, I so this part, I'm not going to lie, I have a tough time getting through this. I have a tough time getting through that stupid movie with Ashley Judd with the bugs. Like, I am not a bug person, because once I think they're crawling on me, it doesn't go away easily. So I will, Scott Roger this part, just because I don't want to watch them crawling all over me. (laughs) No, I remember in college, I had a friend that lived in
0: Arizona for a while, and she said, like, one of your rituals every night before you go to bed is you pull your covers back to make sure there aren't oh, scorpions God. in your bed. Oh, God. Is yeah. that real life? That's real life.
1: No. Real life, baby. Scorpions, fighting <laughs> nope. at your toes. <laughs> now I'm going <laughs> to...
2: Don't do <laughs> it. Nip it. <laughs> No, because I won't sleep tonight, and then Matt one. Well, bed. you should have some
1: socks on. I
2: am definitely, first of all, I'm definitely checking my sheets from now on forever. Well, I'm pretty sure you're probably going to be safe. No. Yeah, I don't think there's too many scorpions no. in my, New Jersey. And then the worst part about the bug in my bed is that my vice principal kept telling me he was putting more in my bed when I wasn't looking, and I couldn't, the one night, I legit couldn't sleep because I thought they were crawling on me. So, oh. no, I don't want to talk about this segment. You guys have fun. Um,
1: <laughs> so, yeah, there's an old man. He owns some kind of company. That makes he's a lot of money, weird. I'm not sure. Yeah. And he's a real dickbag. <laughs> yeah. He doesn't ever leave his room, it seems like. He's, like,
2: agoraphobic, right? Yeah, yeah. I think he's,
1: agor- like, incredibly agoraphobic, but somehow has become successful despite all of that. Um, and he just acts like a complete shit to everyone. True. And you're just, like, the whole time you're like, fuck this old guy. So at the, end of the, at the end, he gets surrounded by bugs and the lights go out, and then when the lights come back on, they just start pouring out of his body... By the handful. And, blah, 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 blah. and the last shot is the room, the, the safe room he's in. It's supposed to be, like, the safest room from hum- bugs and germs. It's filled. How does like, this not
2: bother you? The fucking part from the fucking puppet masters you could watch. And this, you're blah, sitting there laughing. Because it's not
1: coming out of his mouth. It comes out of his neck. Man. It's different. Um... So the room is filled, like, waist-high with fucking ridges. at the That's end. It's so gross. Ugh. It's so gross. But yeah, fuck this guy. This is just it's, a simple morality tale. Yeah. yeah. But it, there's definitely, you know, some because he's just, he doesn't care. But he thinks other people are the insects, and he lives on the top floor of this high-rise. He doesn't even know what an actual person is like. The closest he comes to human interaction is uh, Mr. White, who works at the desk who only interacts with him through the door and hates the shit out of this guy. A- and just, like, talks him all condescendingly, but still does his job well. But he's like, you know, he's like, yeah, we'll take care of you real well. The whole time he's like, fuck this old fucking white piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he, he fucking gets eaten by bugs, and it's really gross. Yeah,
2: and you're right, Nate. There's such a good, like, classicist, um, like, statement here, and even mm-hmm. racist statement here. I think Romero... In true room style puts in some really good moral, uh like a moral fabric to this one. But Yeah, boo. Yeah, it's it's, my most, final it's on mostly
1: that. about the bugs pouring out of this guy's fucking body at the end. Mm, but worst. when they break through the and skin like, on, on
0: his, his chest, right. they're just kind right, I
1: think I think I listened to itchy. I think I listened to like someone talking about this section. I think they actually had to like physically, like, like, put, like, throw the bugs, like, out because they weren't crawling out of his neck hole fast enough. They're so they're just, like, them. so, like, it's someone's, it's, like, I th- yeah, I think it's Tom Savini's hand, like, pushing bugs up out of this guy's neck. So that's pretty much it for Creep Show. We finished the wraparound story. Um, the little kid gets a voodoo doll to torture his father yeah, with. Yeah, he
0: doesn't, doesn't he buy it? Like, he, it's one of those little coupons in the back of the comic book. Because they mm-hmm. always yeah. sold, like, the x-ray glasses and that, yep. and so...
1: Well, Tom, speaking of Tom, Tom. Savini, him and some other guy play trash Trashman, and they uh-huh. find the comic book, and they're like, oh, someone already took out the voodoo doll. You can't get that one.
2: I gotta tell you, like, uh, there's two thoughts I had. Number one, every parent in the 80s was, like, Tom Atkins' character. And number two, man, and thems were the days... Like if I ever even remotely talked to my kids like that, they would literally call Dyfus on me. Like what? they would not. They would be like, "How fucking dare you!" Like, thanks. <laughs> Them's were the days, bro. You just gave a good whack, like Tom kids and you were done. The, and then they made and dolls like you. Oh so. man, I've
1: gotten a whack Looseless. in my time.
2: Oh, who didn't? Right back in the oh, yeah. day, you never got a whack. I'm I get got. One right I now. got
0: smacked. I got smacked once. I remember once getting smacked. No, no, twice. Once, uh, like very little. We were having like some sort of family party. And Brian told me to, you know, basically <laughs> pull my dress up and show me my underpants. <laughs> so I did. Uh, and then and the other tits. <laughs> the other time that I did it was, I was a little bit older, and Brian and I were fighting, and I decided to get him in trouble. So I slapped myself really hard, and then went crying to my parents, and they <gasps> bought it for, like, a split second until they noticed that, like, an 8-year-old's hand versus, like, the 16-year-old's hand. Yeah, I had this tiny little handprint on my oh uh, Aw, Jackie. Jackie, that's deep.
1: <laughs> oh, man, I Played can't even twice. I can't even tell you how many times I got beat Me, as a kid. <laughs> I, mean, no, I, got, yeah. I got the belt. I got the wooden spoon. I got the, oh, the, yeah. the spaghetti strainer. That one's got less air resistance, and it vibrates more when it hits you. So it's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I've gotten it all.
2: I got the chancleta. You don't know pain till you get a chancleta, your head you get, the,
1: you get the hand. Even mm. the hand was it's enough. The open
2: palm was enough. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, and I'm, I'm fairly
0: certain that both times that I got quote-unquote smacked... It was like, yeah, it was (laughs) dink dink. Don't probably and you had
2: it coming in both of those instances. Oh, let me tell you what, and I'm sure I cried bloody murder both
0: times because that, you know both pranks off.
1: Yeah, I was was a piece of shit. I broke my (laughs) little brother's. I broke my little brother's foot in a wrestling move. Oh my god! I deserve I deserve to get my ass beat sometimes.
2: Oh, I was a shit too. Yeah, Yeah, I I was a little shit
1: kid. I'm not gonna even try and fucking church it up.
2: (laughs) Me too. Yeah, I was a bad kid. So
1: creep show. Creep
0: show too. Creep Show. Yeah, on. 1987. Yeah. Creep Show 2. Yeah. I know for me, this is a favorite, but I think it's a favorite just because I've seen this one more. Mm. This one, I think, is one of those, mm. again, it like popped up on HBO like one summer, like mm. at least twice a day, and yeah. it's something I always watched. The music and the animation is very very familiar to me. Like yeah. the little the wraparound story. Oh, the um, creepy. With the animation. And like for some reason the music I like I remembered the music instantly. Yeah. So this one very, very familiar to me. Um and I also enjoy that before the it's the cartoon when the creep is still in physical form mm-hmm. makeup on, he uh, his chin is shaped like a ball
2: sack.
1: Yeah, That's Sabine in there. I, <laughs> yeah, that is Sabine. I got to say I think they went a little overboard with that makeup. I don't I think was they, into it. I don't <laughs> think they needed to do. I mean, yeah, I get they're trying to make him look like the comic book character, but it's a bit weird when you're like right next to a normal person. <laughs> you know? It's it's a bit ridiculous, but it's okay. And they have to do the 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 um what is it? The post the the audio overdubs mm-hmm. because he's got a ridiculous mask on. Probably couldn't hear Tom talk That's at fun. all. No, it, they didn't even let him do the lines. It was someone else that recorded it. Oh, really? Yeah, because really? I looked at the ending. Someone else did the voice. Um, so yeah, let's... I think
2: I think everything about this sequel is a little ridiculous. Like yes, I, I don't think I don't I love it. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but I definitely think it's like a little over the top. You know, like I
1: don't know. well, I mean, it's like the first one is. It's so good. It hits so many different... I love the first one. It hits yeah, like, yeah. so many different, like, types of horror.
2: Yeah. And like, it's like a invasion horror before there was invasion horrors, mm-hmm. in my opinion. So
1: many things. The, the
2: idea of, like, the the Native Americans, because in... Body the,
1: horror. Yeah. There's so much. There's it's so much on to on. offer in the first right. creep show, And the second one's... Yeah. It's fun, but it's more just, like, you know, slasher. It's It, it kind of falls into the slasher trap.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You That's know, more, yeah. more than the first one. And it
2: doesn't hit the comedy marks as well, I think. Like, it yeah. doesn't try, but it's not as... Yeah,
0: this one really it, doesn't have a... Like, much. Deception so this, yeah. Hitcher. This one only has three stories. Mm-hmm. So the first one is Old Chief Woodenhead. Old Chief Woodenhead. And I call him
1: Chief Grump. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a grumpy face. He, he is grump. a
2: grumpers. He's <laughs> a
1: grumpy face. He
2: is a grumpers. Grumpy Frumpletons. So, to be fair, I think this was a moment in American history where we were absolutely... Kind of coming to terms with some of the fucked up things mm-hmm. that we have done to Native Americans in our country. And the mid-80s saw a big, really, like, un-PC, shitty push to try to rectify some of those wrongs. That really just made it ten times worse. Yeah. And so I think this was a very good time for a story like this. And to me, I, I kind of love this one. Uh, the The old couple, like, when they die is jarring to me every time.
1: Oh, it's George Kennedy, too. Oh, who's your, I don't know that. George game. Kennedy's George in the Airplane is. movies and a stuff. Naked gun. A Naked oh, okay. Gun. Didn't
2: he play wasn't he also
0: the one that played the father in the Where's My Cake?
1: Yes, yeah. he was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, it was the yeah. same guy. Oh, it was the okay. same guy. You know what? Yeah, he had a bunch of makeup on. Yeah, in he the had first like, the movie. stringy hair. And the stringy hair and stuff. I
0: love okay. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. What I one of my favorite parts about it is before Chief Woodenhead like actually starts to like go, like, get his revenge, I love all the tiny, subtle movements he Yes. Has. Like, just, like, he'll move his eyebrows, or he'll turn just ever so slightly. I love all the subtle movement that he makes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And
2: and then that stupid-ass villain guy who's, like, talking about going to uh, Hollywood in his hair.
1: It's took me ten years to grow this hair, old man. They're gonna fucking love me in Hollywood. Time
0: out. That dude... Let me tell you what. Sam. His name is Sam. Okay, okay. Sam. If I could address you, Sam. It's called Paul Mitchell, your hair is frizzy, you need to tone that shit down. Cause his little end, you got some split ends, your hair is frizzy, get a treatment.
2: Yeah, for somebody who's going on about his hair, mm-hmm. I was underwhelmed. Yeah. <laughs> I mean it's it seems like it's thick and supple, but I noticed some frizz. A couple two two or
0: three squirts of mousse, you're fine.
1: Yeah, I think that was just I think that was just everyone had fucking ridiculous hair in the eighties. Uh-huh. So his hair probably was pretty like pristine in comparison to all of these people with their mousse up gelled up shit sticking up in different directions and whatnot so but he was he was really vain for no reason
2: yeah he was um,
1: so yeah so he shows up so anyways this old man it's it's a dead town it's a dead town pretty much and this old man has a general store and things go into shit and everyone's got like tabs on him so chief of a nearby native american village comes by and it's like we can't afford to pay you but we want to give you some collateral so you know that we're not going to split on you. This is precious; These are precious treasures from our village, and we want you to hold on to them. It's a very sweet moment where he's like, I can't take this. He's like, I can't take it. It's too important. He's like, no. He's like, you can't make us into beggars. Yeah. And he's no, like, that would be a bigger insult than anything. Like so he, So yeah. he keeps it. And immediately his nephew fucking shows up, and is like, well, we're going to steal all that shit, and we're going to go to Hollywood. And they just ruin all of the fucking, they fuck up the clan. They make them all into beggars by stealing it. And old Chief Woodenhead don't give a fuck. He's like, Nah, we're not doing that. Yeah. And he goes and he kills everybody.
0: Yeah, one by <laughs> one. There's there's, three, there's Sam and his two little cronies, and one by one, Chief Woodenhead, he uh he put he freshens up his war paint, mm-hmm. and and yeah he goes out and he he kills everybody. Uh, wait, here's the thing though. So at the end, you know, it's the next day. And Ben, he's the leader of the Native American tribe. Yeah. He goes to the store and he sees Chief Mm Woodenhead, who has scalped Sam. He's Mm -hmm. standing there with with Sam's hair and everything. And he kind of gives the chief a knowing glance. And he looks and he can see that the windows are broken out of the store or whatever. He walks away. Yeah. Like, what the fuck, Ben? Your friends are in there. Fucking, they just, they died. And he just, like, looks at the store, like, all in shambles. And he's like... All right, chief.
1: I think, and gets back in his fucking car. I think Ben is chill because he doesn't owe anyone anything anymore. He's like, oh, they're dead. Mm, hashtag it's not, not my problem. It's not yeah. my <laughs> problem anymore. It's no. kind of fucking shitty. Yeah, it's kind of fucking shitty. But <laughs> but what are you gonna do? That everyone's like like it's like we we're talking about with the previous movie. There's not a lot of good people in these in these stories. A lot of them are selfish, awful people, and there's not a lot of people to root for, and unfortunately, it extends to everybody. Well, with,
0: as Marissa had said, the very jarring death of the old couple. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, they had some long and drawn-out death scenes, because they get shot,
1: and it was just like, (laughs) uh... That lady gets shot with it. She gets shot with a shotgun point, point blank, blank. And it's just like a little, splat, right. a little splat of A little splat
0: of And she yeah. has
2: enough time to be like, uh, uh. Uh, uh see uh, it broke my heart though, to like again, like watching your love. Lo- yeah, you, you gotta
1: nail it home. Yeah. You gotta really show him like oh, this is I, I it. Up. it was like in, no, uh, when in Buffy hospital.
2: when Pee Wee's character's like, eh, <laughs> eh, <laughs> that's what it reminded eh, me of a little
1: bit. Can I just <laughs> say that when um, Chief Woodenhead cries, he sounds like a sad dino.
2: He did I I said it was Bigfoot in the wild. Yeah. Not to be a Debbie Downer. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) But my other issue with this particular vignette is that here we have Stephen King and George Romero. Whitesplaining, what I can only (laughs) imagine is an incredibly difficult thing to tackle. This idea of like the richness of heritage and culture and the idea of Native Americans borrowing and begging off the white man and like there's something a little cringy To me, in the fact that, and I did have to confirm that there is no, you know, Native American influence on this film whatsoever. Because no, it's all white guys wrote this movie. And again, it's a little cringy to me, but I do like this vignette because I think it has a lot of, like, the good people die, and then yeah, even Ben, like, he's like, all right, peace, like he's like, not my problem. Um, but yeah, I think it's a good. Sorry. Plus, visually,
1: this this entire segment is really interesting. I think so
2: too. Because
1: like the way people die, it'll be like. like I don't know, you'll see like the shadow, and then a fucking uh, tomahawk comes down, and then blood splatter all over the wall, like stuff like that is very visually interesting. And
2: they take their time to finally show you him alive, which I thought was fun because mm-hmm. he was like still wooden, and it was cool. I thought. No, I
1: yeah, think- I think the whole well, we'll get into this at the end. Let's let's move on. Yeah, let's, let's talk, talk about, about the raft. About, Let's talk about the Cisco Kid and how pervasive that is to the first two segments. Cisco Kid is this uh, like old western show from like the I guess late fifties early sixties. I've heard
2: of it, but I don't know any. It's about everyone
1: him. is watching it in this first segment. It's where they're talking about like Pancho and the Cisco Kid, and everyone's like everyone's parents are watching it. In the second segment, when they're going when they're going to the lake. They're constantly talking about Poncho and the Cisco Kid, like. Oh, that's why mucho, he calls him Poncho. Yeah, he goes mucho ecological oh. Poncho. He's talking about Cisco Kid, oh. which is a carrier from the first. I wanted to see if there was a thing in the third section, but there's not really. It's all in the car, so I don't think there's. Anything. I thought the
2: guy's name was Poncho.
1: No, <laughs> no, it's in the it's in the short story too.
2: Okay, so okay.
1: I don't I don't know if they just if he just extended that to the first one, so there's a little more connective yeah. tissue between these two stories. But I don't know. I I gotta. Like look like do some research on Cisco Kid.
0: The second segment, probably arguably the most famous yeah. I would say, is the Raft. A.K.A. Trash Bag on the Water.
1: Trash Bag. <laughs> Kill the trash bags. Eat ducks.
0: Uh, yeah. So yeah, a bunch of kids, you know. Dushy teens. Yeah. yeah go into. I guess, like, you know, probably, it, it, I guess it's like the it's fall. Pr- it's, pr- it's like after summer. Yeah. It's, 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 it's the fall. But, you know, they go to this lake where they know that they don't bring the raft in until the water freezes. So the raft is still out there. So, you know, let's just go out, get high. Go they got the need for weed,
1: Jackie. <laughs> I wrote that down. Got the need for weed. Yeah, it's just it's a simple story. Even the short stories is pretty simple. Mm-hmm. You just go out to the lake and then they realize, oh, we're fucked. And then they're fucked. Yeah,
0: because this there's mm-hmm. this object, there's this creature in the water that that will eat you.
1: And yes. one and
0: one by one it's it's starting to, you know, it, the one girl, you know, goes to touch it and it reaches up with mm-hmm. kind of like tar like Little phalanges and pulls her in, yeah, and then the it's Langees. like like a venom slimy. symbiote. Yeah, mm.
1: and it just grabs her arm, just starts peeling yeah. the skin off with its acidity. Yeah, acidity consistency. And then
0: the one guy, it starts to come up in between the the wood planks mm-hmm. on the raft, oh. and his leg goes straight up when he gets pulled mm-hmm. down. Yeah. Oh, that's I gotta that's say, gnarly. I
1: gotta say, my favorite thing in this movie is that the effects the special effects in this movie are agreed. great yes. and they're very well thought out and every death is memorable i think
2: agreed yeah i agree every
1: single death in this movie i think is memorable
2: i hated hated the third like the third person to die on the raft is the girl she like falls asleep because he like pr- like they're like holding each other throughout the night to right. not step and the next thing you know this fucking creeper is like lifting her shirt yeah what and the touch- fuck what the
1: There was heck? no lead up. He's like, I'm a rapist now.
2: Yeah, I'm like, just gonna be super fucking creepy. No. It's
1: just, yeah, it's super weird, man. Like, I, I could see, like, I don't know. They're, like, supposed to be college
2: students, I guess? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, hashtag me too, bro. Like, this yeah, kid this is so was, creepy. This was, this
0: was extremely cringy. Even though this was our one true triangle boob shot. Mm -hmm. Like, she had... She had... This is seriously... Like, she had the string bikini tan line. Like, this is definition triangle boob. Yeah, really good. Um, But it's like, you know what? Like, were they searching for a way to just, like, show a pair of tits in the movie? Like, I don't like... To me, this felt like there could have been a different way. Like, it just... Is it in the, is I'm it in the story? I'm pretty sure it's
1: in the story, too, but I need it's in, I need to read the story again. It's been so long. Yeah, it just
0: seems like it's such an unnecessary moment, and it's like, dude, if you, if you like, needed to show a pair of boobs, like, you could have just, in the beginning, had the girl, like, swim, like, topless. Yeah, topless. Like,
1: I think in the story that you get some inner monologue from this guy about how, like, sexually repressed he is and everything, and how, like... That girl's not wearing a bathing suit underneath her shirt, and her nipples are poking through, and he's, like, thinking about it the whole time. So, like, it makes more sense, but without any context. It's super weird, because yeah. he just seems like a normal, like, kind of nerdy guy that hangs out with, like, cooler people than him. That all of a sudden, it's like, Mom, I'm gonna touch your boobie and put my mouth on it. Yeah. It's super, oh, super, God. like, they should have written it better or taken that part out. Yeah.
2: Right. Like,
1: I'm, I'm okay with it being there, as long as you lead up to it. Yeah. And give me a reason for this happening but it's so like out of left field and weird.
0: Which is why I wrote down that rapey Randy deserves to die. Yeah. Which yeah he after she dies because yeah so he like kind of gets all like rapey on her and she's laying there and it ends up coming through again the the plants. Yeah. So she dies and so he takes the opportunity to be like okay while it's eating her I'm going for it and he swims as fast as he can and he makes it to shore and he turns around to be like ha I beat you and then the fucking thing like makes basically a wave and scoops him up. Yeah, fuck out him. of the water. Yeah. yeah. Fuck so him.
1: fuck that guy and yeah. then you get to see the, the sign that says no swimming.
0: Yeah. <laughs> also, is this the longest lasting car
1: battery in like the history of oh, car shit, batteries? Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> they're blaring, they're maiden out there and oh, yeah. like the lights are on. It's been going all night. Yeah. It just won't die.
2: Yeah. Yeah, and I'm so deeply disturbed by the fact that she sleeps through that whole thing, and then gets her face eaten off because she's sleeping through it. Like, I don't know about you guys, but if a guy lifts my shirt, starts doing all that, I feel like I might wake up, Maybe.
1: No. She's she's like kind of halfway cuz she's like stop no and he does she, stop she does he himself. does stop too Oh
2: I missed that He does stop okay. and mm-hmm. as soon
1: as he stops that's when he realizes that, th- that bad things are happening Yeah. yeah. cuz he starts doing it and then he's like no I feel bad and he pulls her shirt back down Oh he does yes oh, he yeah, does I don't remember him He doing does that. do that because I he's must have he's that out. getting a little too into it and then she's like no no and he's like all right all right well,
2: not the time we're we're being attacked by a black blob not the time, ready, yeah, ready. Yeah.
1: He, he already crossed too many lines, but at least he does start to double back. Right. But at that point, Not it's that already it too it that late. much better. It's right. already too late. So fuck that guy. They all die. Oh, they all don't go it, yeah. swimming. Don't go swimming when you see lakes anything are scary ducks. to begin with.
2: Right? Yeah. Let yeah. alone. Yeah. Um, and then our third entry, third and final, yeah. is the hitchhiker. Oh my god, another scumbag. <laughs> yeah,
1: another scumbag. This yeah. lady is terrible. She's the worst. She's terrible. Can I just point out that the man whore was reading it?
2: Yeah, I saw that. it It was on, yeah,
1: on his bed or, or the, the, the thing behind his bed, the headboard. And
2: I swear to God, I think I saw the asterisk.
1: Yeah. Did you but might the have. First one. I feel like
2: that would I, be... I have to go back and watch again because I don't remember, but I swear I thought I was like... Because I remember Matt had... Uh, I lost Matt somewhere in Creepshow 1 when we did our double feature. And I was like, oh, ah, look at And then he was like, it was like snoring. So I'm pretty sure I saw the ashtray. But um, yeah, she's a shit. Yeah, ass.
1: she's shitty. She's cheating what? on her husband with and this they, with this uh, like, gigolo. <laughs> Can I say that his rates are, are incredible... Did you a gigolo? I love it so That's much. That's what he is. That's what he is. <laughs> it's on her boyfriend. She pays him.
2: No, I know, but it's just funny that we colloquially use the term. Like they're like now we don't use that term in real life. Man-whore. man whore. Man. <laughs> I, I did
1: I did right, write down. I did write down man whore, but yeah, he's a gigolo. Yeah, he's a jiggly, Can jiggly, I just jiggly. say that his rates are incredibly generous? Like if you guys could get off for twenty-five bucks with a hot dude.
2: I'm calling bullshit on this woman. Six- this is such a male myth. Because like, I don't know about you. But like, I'm not paying. I am at her age. Well, like, let's argue. What was she like? Forty? Uh,
1: maybe thirty-five. Yeah. I probably think she's younger more than like me. Sadly. A- I think, uh, no, I think she's more like our age.
2: At this age, I'm paying to not have to deal with that jazz in my life, right? <laughs> I mean, no, Jack. I, like, no, I don't know.
1: My- <laughs> rich, rich, privileged, like. Housewives with like get a lot of time and, like, and a lot of money. She's not getting any from, she's not getting any from her husband he's, who's going to conventions and stuff. Yeah he's, busy working. Like he's busy working he's busy making the money. So, so she found a really good she man board. It for free. 150 bucks for six orgasms. That's this not bad. Pretty that's, a, good. that's a bargain. That's all I'm saying. That's, all, that's the and only like point I'm trying to flyer, make. Flyer,
2: the frequent flyer card you probably get a discount. Like yeah she's
1: gonna get the seventh one free. Like my burritos.
0: Before she goes oh can you punch my
1: card. Yeah can you punch that I want to get the freebie. So anyway Anyway, she's cheating on her husband with this with this man who And she's like, Oh shit, I fell asleep. It's really late. I gotta get back before he gets home. So she's driving home and she's like sitting there and trying to justify and what she's such an doing yeah. in the car, saying, like, oh well he's all gone in time, you know, it's only his fault and blah blah blah. And while she's not paying attention, she hits a homeless hitchhiker guy on the side of the road.
0: Time out. She hits him because of something that I think every smoker has ever done in their entire life. Oh, yes. And that's when you're, and I, I can say as former smoke, all three former smokers in this room, mm-hmm. when you're smoking a cigarette in your car and the cherry falls off yep. between your legs yep. <laughs> while you're driving. Fuck, 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 fuck. Yes. <laughs> you are gonna, you are gonna swerve around yes. the road a bit. And that's why she hits him because that's exactly what happened to her and my note is like, <laughs> I get. Who it. hasn't done that? Yeah, we've all done
1: that. We've all uh, hit we homeless guys all... on the side of the road. We've all done it. Wait, what? What's <laughs> up, guys? <laughs> wait, you wait no. Out? Have you not? You're not recording it? this, wait, are you? What? Oh shit! Delete, delete, it. delete it. Edit
0: it out. Yeah, no. like that cracked me up because I'm like, who, who tell? Yes. I want if anybody has ever smoked you're, a cigarette yeah, and hasn't exactly done that exactly what we're talking. The cherry about. falls off between <clears> your legs,
2: and you just you go into panic mode. Best part of your story, my college Dodge Neon had a giant hole right where my crotch was
1: <laughs> <The worst. laughs> from
2: a burn that I didn't put out in time right oh, like no. in the fabric uh-huh. no, no. and I probably swerved around the road quite a bit uh-huh. to get that puppy away from my my vagine Fuck so... Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah.
1: so so she hits this hitchhiker and she's like oh he's fucked up and mm-hmm. she sees like lights from other cars yeah. coming she's like I'm out of here, and she does some fucking, fucking F1 racer, that. fucking 360 spins, <laughs> gets the fuck out of there real quick, but the hitchhiker keeps popping up on the side oh of the road God. with signs yeah, yeah. like, hey, you killed me, yeah. lady. His like, signs yeah.
2: are my favorite part. And,
1: and she... The... And he
2: gets, like, more and more damaged every time. Oh, she, yeah. Like, like, that's... Like, the special effects of this scene are fun.
1: Oh, yeah. Can we talk about the fact that Stephen King shows up at that part yeah. as a yeah. truck driver? He, you know, he looks the least like Stephen King that I've ever seen mm-hmm. him in this. Yeah. Because I was like, is
2: that Stephen King?
1: I had to look it up. Because usually he's got, like, a big unibrow going. Mm-hmm. And, like, just just from the Not, movie and TV appearances. Was he appearances. still
2: on coke at that point? Maybe that's the difference.
1: It was, <laughs> one, yeah, probably. 87. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. So, anyways, he's just like, oh, man, they really splattered that guy. Like, he's, he's great. He's got his great main accent going mm-hmm. on and everything. So the lady keeps running into this hitchhiker, and she fucking runs him over this way, runs him over that way, eventually he's on the top of her car, she flips him off, he's on the front of the car, rams him into a tree, thinks he's finally dead, gets home, motherfucker's under her car, crawls out and is like, his face is awesome. This image, when I was like I said, this is one of the first horror movies I saw. This image stuck with me for so fucking long, messed me up so much cuz like his face is smashed in, and yeah. just completely like eyeballs bulging and hanging out, his tongue's like dangling it's out great, of his mouth, dripping like, yeah. blood
2: just wet. His so face good. is
1: all blood. It's yeah. so fucked. And this this stuck with me for the longest time. Such
2: great. Like Savini at the top.
0: Of that. And the oh, fact yeah. that like he's holding up a sign like every now and then that says stuff, but pretty much his his line that he repeats over and over again is, thanks for the ride, lady. Yep. Thanks for the ride. Uh, oh, it's so, it's so My brother
1: used to say that to me all the time, just to <laughs> remind me of his fucked up, smashed up face, and it would fuck me up and give me a nightmare that so, night. <laughs> so, yeah,
0: so in the end, yeah, it, it, it gets her. And the garage door closes with her car running, so she, you know, basically dies, you know, I guess from the supernatural element of it, but, like, from carbon monoxide. Mm -hmm. Her husband comes home to find her, and you see, when he opens the garage door and finds her body... That's the guy that called nine one one for the
2: hitchhiker mm-hmm. in the beginning of the story. Yeah, that's the craziest part of the story. Is mm-hmm. that the, the oh the guy husband?
0: Who pulls that, up yeah, is the, the guy that yeah. pulls up and pulls out his car phone to call nine one one is the husband. That's her mm-hmm. husband. Oh, I didn't even fucking. Oh, realize you didn't get that.
1: the suit. yet? Yeah. Uh-huh. I was too obsessed with the with the FX and the makeup and yeah, stuff. I no, didn't even realize that's her it. Her
0: husband. Yeah, was yeah, she's talking. Yeah, when
1: she gets home, she's like, he's not even fucking home yet, and all that happened. Mm-hmm. I think the only reason. That she beat him home
2: well, was, it he was
1: because he was at the accident. It's
2: because he was at the accident. Yep. Otherwise, would... they
1: would have gotten home at like the same exact time and be like, "What the fuck, mm-hmm. man? Weird. Yeah. Weird. Weird." It's Super a good story good. though. Very also, good. Yeah. Very very good. Super yeah. good. So uh, it, it so... ends the wraparound story yeah. with yeah. the kid. Similar similar to the first Very similar, one. Yeah. The kid buys actually in the first one you can see the the the, the coupon for, for the uh-huh. for the man-eating plants in the book when they're thumbing <laughs> the, through it. The
0: Venus flytrap.
1: So so the the cartoon kid orders that and then they eat all the bullies. It's pretty yeah. Messed yeah, up. Get, well it's, it's
0: it's funny because you see that he what happens is he orders Venus flytrap bulbs and the bullies find like they catch up with him and he's got his package with the the bulbs in it. And the bullies take take them out and smash the bulb. So you think like, oh, he doesn't get his Venus flytraps. Well, what happens is the kid kicks the one guy in the nards and like they chase after him and the kid leads them to like this, like, I don't know, this deserted area. Like, it's like a, like, like a junkyard or no, yeah, something. Yeah, like where and he's he, already grown. Where, like yeah, this. you see he's, he's already been growing Venus flytraps and now they're huge man-eating plants and
2: one by one those bullies are... Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and mm-hmm. and I always loved that about the EC comics is one thing that they never did. One group of people they never did dirty was kids. Kids yeah. always had the upper hand in those, like whether it was shitty, abusive parents that they got the one up on, or like they always up the bullies, and it was always the nerdiness, the love of the comics, the the supernatural that would mm-hmm. save them, and I. Being a kid who was super nerdy and picked on all the time and shit, that was always so fucking awesome and can empowering for me. Can it.
1: I tell you something that probably explains that? At the very end of the movie, after the credits, there is a quote from when they invented the comics code and all that bullshit in the 80s, where it's someone speaking up against it like, this is a bunch of bullshit. A comic book, horror movie, all that stuff's not going to fuck up your kid. Parents need to take responsibility for what happens with their kids, because they're the ones that are the primary influence in their lives. There's some quote like that at the very end, and I think that completely feeds into that. And children, they even though they might like things that are dark and fucked up, they are innocent, and they're not going to turn into monsters just because you play a Doom video game or you read a horror yeah, comic book. Yeah. So, And I really like that that quote was there, and I don't know if I ever saw that before.
2: No, that's cool. I didn't know that was there. And such a big fuck you to the 1986 through 88 like Nancy Reagan era... Like trying to make ratings Gore, tougher all that and all that yeah. fucking bullshit, right? Yeah. Because the, it does. The pendulum sw- swings against us every once in a while. And even right now, look at what fucking Twitter did with the, uh, or Instagram, sorry, with what Instagram did with the fucking hashtag horror. Like, fuck that, man. Like, I'm so done with this fucking moral bullshit, you know? It's, it's
1: ridiculous. So. That is Creepshow yeah. and Creepshow too. Some of my favorite movies, especially the first one, me but like the second it. one is so rooted in my horror history that I will never ever say a bad word about it. Even though it's not, it's not the best horror movie. It's not the best horror movie. It's got problematic elements in it, um, but that
2: holds up well.
1: But I think it holds up really well. It's got amazing makeup. It's got some good tense scenes. Okay. And and honestly, it's just it's iconic for me.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I really enjoy it and I think the first creep show is just a really good entry in the canon and something that people pound for pound respect. So, think two quality movies. Yeah. I I, really, I, I agree.
1: I, I think that we need more interesting shit like this for her. I think I think that we kind of get trapped in these trends and we kind of forget like the bigger picture sometimes and it's not just about like, you know, making the best version of this. You know, there's a bunch of different, like, things you could pull from for horror, and, and I'm glad that these movies exist, because I wouldn't know about all this stuff, and it created, it gave me access to things like Scary Stories Tell in the Dark, and all sorts of stuff like that, that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for this stuff. Yeah, well,
2: so, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah, yeah, that's well said. I also think that, like, if you want to find that these days, the, the only silver lining of, like all of the overabundance of ease of getting shit out there is that there's a lot of good independent horror doing it right.
0: All right, so before we end this episode, two things we want to talk about real quick. Um, May 31st, June 1st, and June 2nd is the first ever pop, rock, and horror convention. It's going to be held at the Eisenhower Hotel Convention Center in Gettysburg. Uh, We have a booth there. Our bros from Horror Movie Night have a booth there. Uh, Marissa and our lovely Katie. Uh, We have our mise on screen booth there. So we're all going to be there. We highly recommend it. Guys, please head over to Pop Rock and Horror. You can find them on Facebook. You can find their website. I highly, highly recommend you check it out. They have an amazing guest lineup. For this being like, I don't know anything about how conventions work, but for the first ever, we've got a Return of the Living Dead reunion. We've got um, Night of the Demons reunion. We've got the two stars from. Behind the mask, the story of Leslie Vernon. Like this thing, I-, I am so excited. Saturday night bonfire with the celebrities. Like this is going to be such a fun weekend. Like I said, we are going to be there. We, we please, please go check out their group on Facebook. Please check out the website. And seriously, guys, this sounds like it's going to be an amazing weekend. We, we adore the guys running this and we ask you to please uh, check it out. Come see us, come hang out pop rock and horror again that's may 31st june 1st and june 2nd in gettysburg so the other thing i want to talk about um i don't know if you guys have seen it we've posted i'm going to direct you to dark hills gaming facebook page marissa and i had the pleasure of talking to joe on his podcast scary stories to pod in the dark where we go over stories from the book and we talk about the stories in general but alongside of that Joe also runs um, these camp weekends, and they have Camp Blood, and they do these, I guess, uh, I don't know how to explain
2: it, like kind of LARPing. reenacting the movies. Reenacting
0: experience, these kind of live experiences. Anyway, uh, June 15th, they are doing Camp Blood Goes to Hell, where they are basically doing a Jason Goes to Hell scenario, and you can, again go to brownpapertickets.com and you can look for Camp Blood Goes to Hell. You can find Dark Hills Gaming on Facebook. You can find the Facebook group for more information. So again, that's going to be Saturday, June fifteenth. It's Saturday and Sunday, and you get to have a whole camp experience where basically Jason's coming for you, and you have to survive the weekend. Um, they've done other camps like this before with Jason and things like that. And again, if you go to the Dark Hills Gaming Facebook group, you're going to find pictures and and see other reviews about it. So uh, Joe was such an amazing and awesome guy. Uh, we wanted. To do nothing but promote this and get people to come out again you can hear us uh, if you look for scary stories to pod in the dark on SoundCloud you can find his episodes we were in uh, Marissa and I were on the most recent episode where we read the last three in Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. And then, obviously, they've moved on to even more scary... I think it's more scary stories to tell in the dark. They're going to go through the whole series. So, again, Dark Hills Gaming, you can find them on Facebook. And from there, you'll find more information
2: on the next Camp Blood weekend. With that being said, don't forget to check out our social media goings-ons at Facebook, uh, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as our website, jerseygools.com. And if you get bored and you just simply want more horror in your life, please head over to Scream.com, where me and my partner Katie will wax on academic about all things horror and all things sociology so definitely check out all the good things that we've got going on and we hope to see you out there at some of these events
1: I'm not doing anything
2: yes you are you're doing you're oh out. my god I'm just,
1: just kidding you're
2: coming out Yo, you're, yep. I am hiding behind you I can't blood so. oh,
1: no. <laughs> I'm gonna get murdered
2: yep I'm gonna, it's gonna get operation get behind the knee <laughs> once, I'm, once
1: I'm dead you have no more meat shield
2: <laughs> that's the only reason why oh, oh no down.
1: No. All right, well, it's nice knowing you guys.
2: No. Oh,
0: bye-bye.
1: <laughs> oh, bye-bye. <laughs> I wish I was special. You're so very special. But I'm a...